Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So as we shared and as we've shown and as we know, uh, the federal government is lying about what's going on in Afghanistan, lying about the people who have gotten out, lying about the ability of Americans to get out. They are hostages of the Taliban. And what is the State Department doing? They're expressing concern that the new interim Afghan government is made up of all men. Yes, there are no women. There are no women in this government. The European Union is warning that the Taliban government in Afghanistan is not, quote, inclusive and representative. That's a headline from a news agency. It's the freaking Taliban, man. What did you think you were going to get? This has got to be an extremely important lesson for the political left, that what it is you hold near and dear is the most ridiculous garbage trash in the world. And the people who fall for it are the people who cannot lead a society. Now, what is it that I'm referring to? If we have a difference in taxation, a belief in taxation, right? I believe in low taxes or no taxes. You believe in higher taxes. Well, we have a difference of opinion in how government should function for the betterment of its citizens. While I disagree with you, I can appreciate that that difference exists. That is a great example of a different point of view, but both believing that that point of view will get us to a better America. If you believe in being woke, nothing you believe creates a better America. It creates a worse America. It creates a worse society. It creates a divided society. It creates a society that hates. And what happens is when you then take a look at that and you look at the rest of the world, you realize what small, petty, garbage people the woke really are. The woke want to say of Texas, that because they have this new abortion law, they're nothing better than the Taliban. Let's go to the smallest, wokest people there are, the ladies of The View. We're all pro-life, and, and the, you know, who's going to, uh, is SCOTUS going to be responsible for these babies when these people have these children? What happens when they are, are perhaps, God forbid, murdered by their parents? Whose responsibility is it? Well, you I'm, know, they're worried about the Taliban and the Taliban women. Worry about the Taliban in America, because yeah, that's you. what these guys are real for. Yeah. That isn't what they really are. Of course, that's not what the legislature in Texas is. Anybody who says otherwise is a fool. Don't we get that Joy Behar is an anti-intellectual fool? Can't we just say she's a dumb woman? I've met dumb men. All right, I've never met Dick Durbin, but he's one of them. Chuck Schumer, he's one of them. What? That was uncalled for. But they are what they are. My problem is I hate using the word dumb and stupid, and I've actually been asking about what else I can use, and some people recommend just use foolish. It's not foolish to call the Texas legislature the same as the Taliban or equate them to the Taliban or call them the Taliban. That's not foolish. That is ignorant hate and radicalness that weakens America. And I have people on on the political left, men and women, who do the same. 
They do the same exact nonsense. I have wokeness like Representative Ocasio-Cortez talking to Anderson Cooper on CNN. Um, the law that was passed in Texas, we know that anti-choice bills are not about being pro-life. Because if they were about being pro-life, then the Republican Party would support, frankly, an agenda that helps guaranteed health care, that helps ensure that people who do give birth that don't have the resources uh, to care for a child can have that care for a child. So People who do give birth? You mean women, right? You mean women, Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You mean women, because only women give birth. No, 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 no. Men don't give birth. Men have never given birth. No man in the history of the world has ever given birth. Women give birth. That's the way it works. Someone going to find me uh, the story of a hermaphrodite somewhere? I don't know what you're going to do. But please, let's not deny reality. Are we really going to play in the world of birthing persons again? We know that none of this is about life. None of this is about supporting life. What this is about is controlling women's bodies and controlling people who are not cisgender men. The Taliban, it doesn't have a government that's representative and inclusive of women. Of course not. They rape the women and then they kill the women. This is the Taliban. Do you know how absolutely ignorant Representative Ocasio-Cortez looks in this moment? Republicans aren't pro-life because they don't support government-run health care? There's no connection between those things. A conversation about government-run health care, right? Government-run health care. That would be a difference between conservatives and liberals. A difference in policy to which we can discuss and agree or disagree. And it's about a value system in terms of how we see the nation and what the nation is supposed to provide for the people. Whether it doesn't make us stronger, doesn't make us weaker, does it create value, does it take away value. I believe it makes us weaker and takes away value. Representative Ocasio-Cortez goes down this radical road, and then first she, she talks about birthing persons, and now she's talking about cisgendered men. Where is this going? This is about making sure that someone like me as a woman or any menstruating person in this country cannot make decisions over their own body. Only women menstruate. You're talking about men who say they're women. Do you have any idea how weak and silly you sound? This is the evil of wokeness. The ridiculous nature of wokeness. Do you understand that when our enemy, whether it be China or whether it be Russia or whether it be Iran, sees this, they say, my gosh, these people are doomed. Because others in America hear Representative Ocasio-Cortez and they're afraid of being called a name. I have made the argument repeatedly, and I have not changed in this. I don't care what she wears. People talked about for a while what she was wearing. Who cares? It is okay to discuss the fact that she drives a Tesla and then complains that her grandmother's apartment is in disrepair in Puerto Rico. Help out your grandmother. I mean, drive a Civic. Don't drive a Tesla. Use the money. Help out your, 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 your abuela. That would seem like the rational thing to do. People do that all the time. I guess you're not one of those people. But to talk about what she wears and how much she spent, that doesn't matter. 
It gives her a win for something that she didn't do. But if you wonder whether things like this make us stronger, these kinds of lies, they don't. They make us much, much weaker because women have children and men do not. And women menstruate and men do not. And that is it. We are in far more need of honesty than ever before. If Joy Behar thinks that the Texas legislature is the Taliban, if that's what she believes, first, she is saying to all those women in Afghanistan, ah, it ain't so bad. It is absolutely disparaging to them. But since she lacks all intellectual prowess, she says things like this that are absolutely harmful and radical on their face, and no one says, Joy, what the hell are you talking about? What are you, a dope? It's an abortion bill. You think that's like the Taliban? You're, you're, you are twisted. You know what the difference between a woman in Texas and a woman in Afghanistan is? A woman can leave Texas. She can leave. Now, someone's going to tell me, well, according to the new law, if she leaves to get an abortion, somebody who drives her, they, they can get sued. Yeah, that's going to get a legal challenge, baby. You know what's not going to happen in, in Afghanistan or the Taliban? Legal challenges. Tell me more about how the, the Texas legislature is the Taliban. The ignorance. And that ignorance has does serious damage to you, me, and we. Serious, serious damage. And it is all horrifically disgusting. Now, this is going to lead us into a conversation about a high school in Indiana. I, I want to save it. I, I want to save this story uh, about the high school where they have banned both the gay pride flag and the Black Lives Matter flag. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold that. But it is it is going to tie in. I'm, I'm going to tie it in pretty well. I wanted to get back to something I was discussing about the State Department. Voicing their concerns over an all-male Taliban government. How weak the United States looks at moments like this. It's the Taliban. What did you think was going to happen? What did you think they were going to do? How did you think this would end? Did you think it would end with women having rights? Did you think it would end with women sitting at the table equally? Have you never, ever, ever, ever read a single thing about Sharia law? When the State Department engages in this kind of conversation, it reminds me of Michelle Obama, who I will admit I wasn't a fan of, but she irked me less than she irked other people. She... Uh, she she never just I don't know uh, something about her never got me as angry as 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 it got other people, but there were things she said that I disagreed with for sure. But I remember when there were these girls kidnapped in in Africa I forget the nation, and she it was by, from Boko Haram, so this I think it was an Al Qaeda offshoot, 
And she was there with she took they took a picture of her and she's holding a sign and said hashtag bring back our girls. Nothing was of more weakness than that photo. It only would have been more weak if it had been done by an elected official, which those kinds of things are now done by elected officials. Do you think Boko Haram cares about your signs? Do you think signs do anything? Except get shared on Instagram. Do you think Boko Haram cares? Do you think uh, the Politburo in China cares? Do you think Vladimir Putin cares? Do you think they give a good holy damn? They don't care. It means nothing to them. They're not going to move in that direction. So why would we engage with such ridiculousness and such weakness? Voicing concern over an all-male Taliban is the silliest thing one could say right now. It is a position of weakness. It's a position of complete and total abject failure. And we should not sit idly by while they go about doing it. We should call this government out, this failure out. Anybody who thought that the Taliban was going to have women at the table never has read a book. They know nothing about history. They should be embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. Embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. Anybody who listens to Representative Ocasio-Cortez talking about this Texas abortion bill should be embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. This woman's so deluded, she thinks that men give birth. She thinks that men menstruate. Both things aren't true. I don't care if somebody's offended by what I just said. There's nothing offensive about facts. Nothing. It just is what it is. No one's angry with anybody. I'm not angry with somebody for saying they are this or that or living like this. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I leave you alone. Everybody's left alone. I love it. But people like Ocasio-Cortez, statements like this from the State Department, they make us weaker because it shows how little we are paying attention to reality. You want a great example of how little we're paying attention to reality? Speaker Pelosi talking about the Afghanistan withdrawal. Ah, too bad the audio was messed up. Referred to the Afghanistan withdrawal as historic and remarkable, echoing the points of the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. Anybody who is watching knows that it isn't remarkable. Well, wait. No, it is remarkable in how bad it went, and it is historic in that we left Americans behind. You know what? I take it back. Uh, uh, Speaker Pelosi, you got it right. Good on you. Good on you. I'm Tony Katz. Ari, you tell me I'm allowed to bring that subject up. I will get to it next and watch me bust an argument. I, you can bring it up. I, I, I was not trying to 
It's caused I'm a stir. not saying you did, Producer Ari. I'm saying that if people want to talk about bodily autonomy, I, I, I am happy to bust that one apart, having not heard of it more than five seconds go, ago. Go Tony Katz. It. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Is Joe Rogan seriously considering suing CNN? Wondering, I mean, I can't play it. There's, uh, there's some cursing and I didn't get to edit it out. They're making blank up. They keep saying I'm taking horse dewormer. I literally got it from a doctor. It's an American company. They won a Nobel Prize in 2015 for use in human beings. And CNN is saying I'm taking horse dewormer. They must know it's a lie. Oh, I think he should sue. I think he should sue. I got to admit, I am all over this subject in terms of just discuss the cultists on ivermectin goodness great and and they are they're 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 cultists every person you know what ivermectin is do you know the story joe rogan podcaster mma guy television host he got covid so one of the things he was taking is ivermectin ivermectin came about in the 50s uh, the creator won the nobel prize in 2015 and uh, ivermectin is used as a parasite uh, on parasites Right? It's an antiparasitic. Not specifically for COVID. But people have thought about it for COVID. But it's also used in animals, uh, horse to worm or other things. Again, these parasitics. So you have an entire media class just referring to it as horse, uh, horse to worm or for animals. And human beings are using this and they don't know what they're doing. It's just nonsense. Created by people who are all, who all they want you to do is do what they tell you to do. How dare you have your own thought? It's like hydroxychloroquine all over again. And people are insane about this and lying about what Joe Rogan took. Lying about ivermectin. I mean, lying about it. Rolling Stone magazine lied about it. Oh, I should share that story. Rachel Maddow and and uh, and Joy Reid lied about it. But just to make sure, if in case I don't get to it, every person insane about ivermectin is a person who believes in burning witches at the stake. <laughs> you can't believe in ivermectin? Why, it's, that's poppycock. That's just voodoo. If you call ivermectin a livestock drug, you're a cultist. You're out of your head. No possibility of you dealing in the real world. And you should never pay attention to those people. I'm not suggesting you take it. I wouldn't know if it's right for you or not. That's why you have a doctor. It would be off-label of anything. But these people so angry and so bitter. Cultists. That's who they are, and they want to burn you at the stake. I've got more. I'm Tony Katz. I don't know what Joe Biden's talking about here when he's uh, with FEMA and with others. I think he's with the governor of New Jersey talking about the damage that took place there from Hurricane Ida. I mean, massive flooding. Uh, Massive flooding near 50 deaths. Uh, Bad scene, for sure. But I I do not know what he means when he says this. Uh, You know, the looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. That hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country and and Iowa and Nevada and I mean it's just across the board and uh 
I think he's talking about the derechos that hit Iowa and Nebraska last year that no one talked about. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. But just for the record, we still call them tornadoes. I mean, it's... They're still tornadoes. Oh, gosh, it is hard sometimes. It is hard out here for a pimp. I will tell you that. Tony Katz. <laughs> oh, my God. Hustle and flow reference. Tony Katz today. I mean, I today is such a good day of insane audio clips. This was Nicole Wallace on MSNBC talking about the Texas abortion law. Uh, just, just go with it to the very end. I promise you it's worth it. Obviously, I'm acutely aware of my complicity in the current state of the United States Supreme Court. Um, that said, I have voted straight party line Democratic ticket since 2016. And my only hope, my only wish is that they freaking win, that they win elections. And what I don't understand is the Republicans have revealed themselves over and over and over and over and over again. And if you want to know how radical today's GOP is, it's so radical that the man picked by my old boss, Chief Justice John Roberts, sided with the liberals on the court in the Texas abortion ban. And what Joyce just described, I don't know the legal term, but it sounds a whole lot like collusion between Republican-dominated right-wing-centric legislatures and the far-right members of the United States Supreme Court, whether it's a crime and whether it's real, maybe Mueller will look in it but tell me where we go from here holy crap that's nicole wallace i think she, she was with george uh, w bush and now is an msnbc host and a virulent leftist and really ignorant Let's let's break down parts of it. The GOP is so radical that your that Chief Justice John Roberts sided with the liberals on the court in the Texas abortion ban. Uh, we think that John Roberts was a terrible pick, and he's a bad justice. And you can make the argument that on this one he made the right call, but this is the guy we've been calling radical since he allowed Obamacare to be a tax. Remember, they told us Obamacare wasn't a tax. Every which way but loose, Obamacare wasn't a tax. And then the Supreme Court said, well, you can do it if it's a tax. And they said, oh, it's a tax. Oh, oh, it's a tax. It's always been a tax. You know, my mother's been calling it a tax for 50 years now. My mother's a smart one. What we think of John Roberts. And then this is, this is just such a great and crazed line here. Listen legal term but it sounds a whole lot like collusion between Re between republican dominated right-wing centric legislatures and the far-right members of the united states supreme court that's what she said just described i don't know the legal term but it sounds a whole lot like collusion between republican dominated right-wing centric legislatures and the far-right members of the united states supreme court whether it's a crime and what so you think that the legislature in Texas and Brett Kavanaugh 
are having a couple of late-night beers together, working out how they're going to screw over the lady folk. That, that's your take, Nicole Wallace. My gosh, that right there. That's a hot take. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 hot. That's hot. But the best came at the end. It's real. Maybe Mueller will look into it. But tell me where we go. Maybe Robert Mueller? Yeah, Maybe is that what Mueller? you said? Maybe Mueller will look into it? He's still on the case. Robert Mueller doesn't know where he is right now. Didn't we prove that? Robert Mueller sits there and gives the entire report, and it is so absolutely obvious, obvious that he didn't write the report and that he didn't know what was going on. It's clear as day. I have actually some exclusive audio from the inner thoughts of Robert Mueller. Remember when he was testifying? He was there in front. He didn't want to do it, but the Democrats forced him to do it. And so I have actually, we, we, we have a device here at, at Tony Katz today. We can read the inner thoughts of people. This was the inner thought of Robert Mueller as he was testifying in front of, of that uh, committee. I'm not even supposed to be here today. That was Robert Mueller right there. That's how little he wanted to be a part of it. Maybe Mueller can investigate. How dopey is Nicole Wallace. And the answer is pretty damn dopey. Pretty dopey indeed. But I wanted to 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 get to producer Ari here. He was at a uh, you were, you were at a shindig. Can I can I say shindig? It was my brother's wedding. You can tell I, that. I I am not here to divulge anything. I That's I know of your you. life. It was my brother's wedding. Well, mazel tov to him, and I hope it was fantastic. Do we have an over-under on how long it's going to last? Oh, if they don't make it till death, then my wife and I are doomed. Really? Oh, they definitely love each other more than we do. We are just, we're in a loveless marriage right now. How's that working out for you? Uh, it's just great for tax purposes. Wow. I hope she's not listening because she's going to murder me when I get home. I hope she is listening God. and there's video. Oh, Jesus. So producer Ari is at this wedding, and some people are like, "So how are things going in in in, in uh, Indianapolis, of course, where we are?" And and he talks about what he does. He works on the show. You understand, producer Ari and I don't agree politically. Cuckoo, right? Because because I'm me, and producer Ari is um an idiot. Yeah. I, oh come on! I would never say that. I know. I'm saying it for you. I would. Yeah, but uh, I was just gonna say wrong. Yeah. Well, wait. Same thing. And so the con- so so you know I guess, I guess some people have um, you know some some things to say uh, about uh, me, right? Some of them some of them knew who I was, right? So that, that's always interesting, you know. The the word is spread, and all of a sudden uh, Ari is, it has people talking to him about bodily autonomy. Now, as you heard it discussed, producer Ari. What is, because the Texas abortion law has been a big subject everywhere, and I argue there are some things about that law that are very peculiar. The idea that it is it is citizen-enforced and not government-enforced, which is how it got past the SCOTUS, by the way, and that you could decide somebody took somebody to an abortion clinic over across state lines and you could sue them. That's a whole interesting thing. I don't know if that's going to fly. I, 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 there's, a, there's a great bit of ugly within that. But, but... 
again, it requires more study, more look. You'll see lawsuits. We'll see where they go, et cetera. So give me, in a nutshell, Producer Ari, what they told you about human body autonomy theory. So what they said was that you can do whatever you want to your own body, even if it affects somebody else's body. And my first thought was, well, give me an example besides for abortion. And so the example they gave was if there's a five-year-old with bone marrow cancer and you are the one and only donor, you can choose whether or not to do it. You can say, you know, I'm not donating my bone marrow and the kid dies and you will not face any punishment because that's your own body and that's your own choice. My first thought was, I mean, it's a very clever argument. I Objectively, it's clever, but I, you know, it's not airtight. So let's so, so let's break this down because I thought this was interesting and I had not known of the theory and 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 I want to get into some more of it. I, and I'm not holding you to account, Thanks, producer. Man. I'm I'm utilizing you as as my conduit to these. people. I'm a storyteller. Do is is that what you are? Do these people feel the same way about vaccination? I, I, I that's an I don't know. Of bodily autonomy. I don't want to put it into my body. People say that all the time. Well, hypothetically, then, yes, it, it would be an overlapping theory if it applied to one that applies to But I would bet you all the dollars in my pocket against all the dollars in your pocket that I can go to all the people who are opposed to this Texas abortion law, and to a person, none of them would think it's okay that you don't get vaccinated because their argument would be, well, if you don't get vaccinated, I'm the one who gets hurt. That's, Let me take you to Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter of CNN, who tweeted out an unvaccinated minority that doesn't watch the news or trust the news, is putting the vaccinated majority at undue risk. There's no way around that reality. Now, is that true? Well, of course it's not true. And it's not true because no vaccine, which is really an inoculation, whether it's Pfizer or it's Moderna or it's Johnson & Johnson, stops you from getting COVID. It reduces the symptoms that you deal with if you get COVID, so you stay out of hospitals. And I think the data shows that. But it doesn't stop you from getting COVID, nor does it stop you from spreading COVID. You still have a viral load. You have a viral load if you're vaccinated or if you're unvaccinated. The asymptomatic person has a viral load, and they're able to then spread that. But I now need to know... If the woman can have the abortion because she has bodily autonomy, even though she's hurting the baby inside her, why is that a discarded concept? But I have to somehow take a vaccine or you or or everybody listening has to take a vaccine because if they don't, they're hurting the person next to them when there is no way there's a difference in how they're getting hurt. Me vaccinated or not vaccinated does not change anything to the spread of virus. It's not vaccine, it's inoculation. Only thing inoculation does is help me deal with it if I should get infected. So if someone believes that you can have an abortion because nobody's getting hurt and it's your body, but they also believe that you have to get inoculated because you could hurt somebody else, my gosh, do they have to sit down and start drinking bourbon and figure out how they unpretzel that pretzel. It is something else to uh, make that, that statement. But that statement of bodily autonomy is really based on an idea that you should have control of yourself. I happen to agree with that. 
However, in pregnancy, it is not yourself. By definition, if we are going to engage definitions, a pregnancy confirms that it is no longer of self. There are multiples. Can't, that, that is not a deniable uh, uh, factor. If you want to argue that the baby cannot live without the mother, I will not disagree with such a thing. But you also cannot deny that there are two things here at question, two things at play. And I would say to somebody who wants to engage uh, this idea of bodily autonomy, your desire to want to legalize abortion is a fetish that should be questioned. And that's exactly what I would have said at the wedding, which is most probably why I didn't get invited. However, I will tell you right now, if I had been invited, I would have gone. I, I would have gone. Oh, yeah, it would have been great. Would have brought the kids, the whole thing. The whole thing. Part of the problem with these kinds of arguments is that they don't, they don't actually satisfy under scrutiny. Let me give you an example. You know what? I'll save it. Stay right here. I'm Tony Katz. So right here in, in, in my beloved Indiana, there's a, a high school in, in Westfield, Indiana. So that's north of Indianapolis. And the superintendent there has now uh, banned the, the use of uh, the gay pride flag and a Black Lives Matter flag. And people are actually protesting. How dare you? My question is, why do those flags need to be in the school? Those are for subsets of groups and people. And uh, the only flag that should be there is the American flag because we're all Americans, or at least it's the nation, right? Do you really need a gay pride flag to prove that you're gay? If there's no flag there, do you think that you're being put upon? I think it's a really horrible thing that people teach uh, gay students. Really, really horrible. Teaching them that everything's an attack, everything's an assault. No, 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 no. You are who you are. You feel how you feel. You love how you love, right? You need a flag to prove that to you? The flag in the classroom is what's important. It's a violation if it's not there. No. You are who you are. Whatever happened to having some kind of inner strength? You don't need a flag up. Now, to the Black Lives Matter flag, Black Lives Matter is a, a Marxist organization. It, it pushes communism, and it, shouldn't, it has no place in the classroom. The people who support the organization Black Lives Matter are wrong. And they should be dismissed. And teachers who support it should be fired and have their pensions taken away. But seriously, to the gay students, even the gay pride flag had gets so manipulated and moved around. It's very clear and very obvious that it's an ideological thing meant to push agenda and not push anything else. There's no pride in it. And you can't look to a flag to give you pride. You got to look at you. You have to look at you. That's the story. So if the flag's not there, the flag is not representative of everybody. I think it's kind of insulting that you think a flag not representative of everybody should appear everywhere in the school. Yeah, I think that's a little bigoted, honestly. 
Well, maybe you haven't thought about it. Maybe, I, maybe I'm giving you something to think about. Please do think about it. But remember this. You, you, if you're a gay student, okay. But you got to be okay with it. And no flag in the classroom is going to solve that for you. If the flag's not there, you're still you. Do you, do you know that? I mean, has anybody told you that? Or have they all told, all told you that if there's no flag, you're being put upon, you're being oppressed? Because you're not being oppressed, guys. You're not being oppressed, and no high school across the country needs this flag. You need you. You need a belief in you. That's what, that's what you need. I'm sorry if I'm the first person to tell you that, but at least, at least you've heard it. Go be proud of yourself. You don't need a flag to do that. Just saying what is. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today.